to Marvel Cinematic University. I'm your host and professor, Alex, and with me as always, late Jacob. Look, look, I was here on time, all right? I don't know. The cl- I believe the classroom does not mean I am tardy. My office is probably three degrees right now. Here's the thing. Everybody else saw you just walk in late, so I don't know what to tell you. Well, yeah, I can't control when you've started, uh, you know. But you can control if you're here when I start or not. Oh, man, no promotion for Oasis Oktoberfest. What are you doing? Oh, you can see that. Okay. I didn't yeah, even that realize was... that was on here. I thought this was a, <laughs> thought this was a blank glass. Shell- uh, shelling out over here. Pay us if you want me to flip the glass around Oasis. Um, well, welcome to Marvel Cinematic University, where each and every week I teach Jake something about the Marvel Cinematic Universe that he probably didn't know before and probably still doesn't. Won't remember it afterwards. In one year, out, <coughs> in one year, out the next. In one year, out your mouth. It sounds like. <laughs> you know, I had a cough from a nap I took earlier. So. Yeah, you mean five minutes ago? Yeah, I'm still waking up. <laughs> well, I got the. Uh... Ever so caffeinated iced tea right here. Well, Jacob, I'm glad you're caffeinated for us to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Part 2, Season 1. I said that backwards, but I can maybe fix it in post, but I won't. There's a weird energy tonight. I don't know what it's going to be, and we're here. We're here for it. It's going to be a wily stream. Uh, This is actually a podcast, not a stream. We are not currently live. Well, we got a lot to talk about, so let's just get right into it. Today, we're talking Season 1 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., episode 12 through 22 jacob what are your initial thoughts on the second half of agents of shield did not know there was 22 episodes um thought episode 18 left off on a pretty interesting cliffhanger thought they really could have included some extra stuff in the season turns out they did did you really end at episode 18 no i watched all 22 but it was that brief (laughs) moment of disappointment on your face (laughs) That, uh, it really keeps me going. Listen, it's because it's believable. Oh, (laughs) don't think I haven't spent the last nine years of my life catering to that exact moment there where I can make a believable statement and just get to see disappointment on your face. Oh, God, it's too easy because I can literally, I could see you not watching, even though it says four more episodes of season one right there, you wouldn't watch it. Yeah, it's uh, it's really like gas to a car. It really keeps me going. Ugh. Well, thank God you watched all the episodes. What did you think of them? Like, I kind of get... Uh, 18 through 22 was outstanding. I'll, I'll leave it there. Yes, they're, they're probably some of my favorite episodes of television because we've never really seen anything like that other than what Marvel does with the Disney Plus series later on. Yeah, I was going to watch like the last two episodes today like after Mm. work yeah i I got to those and i was like i gotta see like one more and then i was like i'll watch the last one tomorrow and then i got to the end of 21 i was like all right whatever 40 what's 45 more minutes at 1 a.m yeah you just gotta finish it right there yeah yeah um very good well i'm glad you liked it because we're gonna talk all about it today uh first let me tell you that Oh, I don't know. That was a stupid segue. Uh, let me just tell you the goddamn timeline here. <laughs> I don't know where I was trying. To, I was trying to sound professional and great, and I just decided to go with normal. Um, this kind of takes place like part of this part of the season takes place during like Winter Soldier, right? Uh yeah. A good amount of the back half of the season takes place right before, during, and immediately after Agent or uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, because they talk about the. The Skellion. The Triskelion? Triskelion. Wow, you were so you were so proud in the Captain America episode when I quizzed you on it and you remembered it. I yes. feel dis- feel disappointment now. Well that was, <laughs> that was weeks ago. To me it was yesterday, because that's when I edited it. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so it takes place during Captain America the Winter Soldier, specifically the end of the beginning turn 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 in providence all take place right during and around that time period so yeah so that's that's it that's the end of the episode i think yeah that's it no so 
I mentioned to you before we went live that I want to do something that I meant to do last week, but we're going to do it this week because now we know all the characters. I think it makes more sense to do it now in the second half of the season, and that's why I waited a week. You fool. I would like to talk about the characters in this. Uh, Specifically, I want to talk about the team that makes up the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but we're also going to talk about some of the side characters and we're what i want to do is basically just list it talk about who they are and move on pretty quickly because we got a lot to talk about today all right well let's just do this then so let me tell you the characters that are in this half of season one of shield yeah we'll just read them off and then we'll uh you know we'll bring them up as we go all right so our main characters are phil colson the leader oh he's in this that wasn't disappointment that was annoyance <laughs> uh there's sky who also goes by another name that we'll talk about later mm-hmm. agent may mm. fitz simmons fitz and yeah. simmons but also known as fitz simmons yeah. uh grant ward and those are our main players i meant to say and grant ward um <laughs> and then we have our reoccurring characters uh deathlock ian mm-hmm. quinn Raina, the girl in the flower dress, Victoria Hand, John Garrett, and Agent Triplet. Agent Triplet might be one of my favorite characters in this show, just because he's related to the Howling Commando, and I think that's cool. Yeah, getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I thought it was hilarious when he opened up like an old box of like Howling Commando stuff, and Phil Coulson lost his mind over like that one thing. <laughs> yeah, because you know it's like Phil Coulson's favorite thing ever is Captain yeah. America stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> old nostalgia. All right. Well, this season also, uh, this half of the season consists of what I say, eleven episodes, something like that. Yeah, yeah eleven. Yeah, it's eleven and eleven. So uh, it's seeds, tracks, Tahiti, a magical place. Uh, yes, man. End of the beginning. Turn, turn, turn. Providence, the only light in the darkness. Nothing personal. Ragtag, and the beginning of the end. So, Jacob, take it from here. <laughs> Kidding. Remember, we do these differently. I'll read the synopsis. Yes. And then, oh, yeah. So, uh, this is how we did it. You'll probably remember because you just watched last week's episode because you're a big fan, huge fan of the show, and you binge watched every episode in a day, every day. I would say even when we put out a new episode, you go back and watch all the old ones first so you are you make sure you're caught up. I mean, I just don't understand why you wouldn't do that, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, yeah, 12 hours in a day to listen to us. Um, So let's talk about episode 12, right? Yeah, episode 12... So that's only 10 episodes. I'm, s- I'm silly. Wait, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Well, we did, sorry, no, we did 1 through 11, and then we did 12 through 22, so. Does that math equal out? That math feels like it equals out, but my brain's not braining. total episodes, um, I, I think. My brain's not braining, man. <laughs> I think it equals out. I think we're good. I think that's, I think that's half. Anyway, seeds. That's a handwritten letter if, it, if we're wrong. Yeah, I won't give you the P.O. Box. You'll have to guess. Yeah, send it to any P.O. Box in America. Just, we'll just figure it. it out. Dude, I don't know what's happening tonight. We are in some type of mood. Anyway, Agent, ep- Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Episode 12 Seeds. While at a S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy, a teenage... Wait, that's the, how did I get to that wrong episode so quickly? <laughs> While at a S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy... <laughs> It's gonna take us four hours. <laughs> oh man, I still gotta order order Dindin. While at a Shield Academy, Ward, Fitzsimmons, and Sky investigate an attack upon Seth, a popular cadet with an ice machine that can freeze people and their surroundings. Another ice machine soon freezes Cadet Donnie Gill, though the agents are able to save him. While the rest of the team interrogates the other cadets, Fitz befriends Donnie, seeing much of himself in him, and helps him solve a problem with a new power source. Meanwhile, Coulson and May go to Mexico City to find a former agent named Richard Lumley, who tells them of a mission 21 years earlier involving Sky in 084, perhaps, with apparent superhuman abilities. The team deduces that the cadets are building a bigger ice machine for Quinn, and with the better power source, Seth and Donnie give Quinn a demonstration creating a massive ice storm. Though the team apprehends Donnie, Seth is killed by the storm and Donnie gains apparent 
chirokinetic abilities. Later, Coulson calls Quinn, who has connections to the clairvoyant. Say chirokinetic or cryo? Cryo. Cryokinetic. That's Cairo's in Egypt. And so is denial. It's the river in Egypt. <laughs> so, Jake, thoughts on seeds? Kind of a filler episode, but also, uh, you know, did give us Sky's backstory a little bit. Yeah, I think it overall kind of it was more of a uh, a plot center. I think we really get the idea that something's awry with the way uh, Sky was delivered to a church. So you're saying something is awry with Sky? Um. So the fun facts for the <laughs> just gonna just gonna blow right past you there. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> the fun facts for seeds. Donnie is based off of Donnie Gills from the comics, who becomes Iron Man's villain, Blizzard. Donnie Gills, also a great name for a fish boy. I think you mean a shark boy and perhaps a lava girl. <laughs> um, not and for to be in the MCU, by the way. Not yet. I hear they're not doing much these days, though. They did have that movie a few years ago where which Taylor Lautner couldn't even bother to show up for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for it's all connected, Seeds has a wall where Bucky Barnes is honored on the Wall of Valor uh, yeah. because because at this time, you know, he's dead. He's not coming back. He's dead for good. We won't see him again. Bucky Barnes won't come back. He's dead. I know I learned this two episodes ago that he's alive and well, but I still believe he's dead. <laughs> well, at this point in the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we do not know that Bucky is alive. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, maybe in two weeks he'll be alive, but as of now, he's he's very much dead. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, but as of right now. Dead as a doorknob. <laughs> All right, episode 13, titled T-R-A-C-K-S, also known as Tracks. Tracks. There's periods in it. That's why I read out the letters. Um, There's also periods in Tahiti. A magical place. Very magical. Can't wait to do our live episode in Tahiti. Oh, we're going to Tahiti? Yeah, we're doing a live up there. Um, Are Are you paying for that? As soon as Oasis sponsors us and they take us away to an Oasis. They're not going to sponsor us if you keep uh, keep shelling them out for free. You're right. I'll call it. Hang on. Let me think of an alternate pronunciation of this. Osis. We'll call it Osis until uh, they sponsor us. That feels problematic. So episode 13 <laughs> tracks. Uh, hunting the clairvoyant, the team boards a train in Italy on which a Cybertech Incorporated security group is shipping a package to Quinn. The group is exposed, forcing Coulson and Ward to flee the train. Meeting up with May, they get back to the train and Simmons... They get back to the train, but Fitz and Sky are gone, having already followed the package to Quinn's mansion. Sky is confronted by Quinn and discovers the alive Peterson in a hyperbaric chamber. Inside the package is a high-tech prosthetic leg from Cybertech's Project Deathlock that Quinn fits onto Peterson's amputated right leg. Peterson goes on to murder the Cybertech guard on the orders of the Clairvoyant, who once again has kidnapped Ace. Quinn shoots Sky twice in the stomach, boom boom, and leaves her for dead. Yes. Uh, Shield raids the mansion and finds Sky after capturing Quinn. Simmons can only sustain Sky temporarily by placing her in the hyperbaric chamber. This is kind of where it starts to unfold a little bit, because this leads into leads us into the next episode, um, where they they we're give not, her the. We're not on the next episode yet. We'll talk about that when we get to the next episode. But we're on this we episode. We don't know about the next episode yet. Sorry, I ha- we haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're watching it as we go. Exactly. We're we're watching it at like times 20 speed yeah, um yeah, speed watchers here uh th- yeah but this episode like we discovered peterson's still alive even though we were pretty sure he was dead because but we forgot that this is also the mcu where nobody dies well 
there's the Smoothie King there who uh, he got blended by an airplane propeller. Oh yeah, that guy. The guy from Captain America, the only confirmed death in the MCU. Here's the thing, though. We're going to get a movie called Blender Guy, and we're going to find out that that was the origin story of Blender Guy, was he went through a blender, and now he's a smoothie. He's just a smoothie that crawls into the smoothie machine at restaurants, and then when someone drinks him, he he becomes that persona. What they don't tell you is that that was a radioactive blade. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Um, But yeah, so we find out Peterson's alive, we think, you know, Sky's probably going to die, but again, this is the MCU, so assume that some magical thing will happen next episode. Don't know, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> again, kind of. I feel like I can't call this one a filler because it's not really a filler episode, but... Uh, it's packed with some important info. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the beginning of the end, but it's it's not the episode titled Beginning of the End. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Question for you, my good answer. Sir. Who is the guy that uh, May throws a knife into? Uh, so I want to be fully honest with you. I have watched a full new season since uh, I've watched this episode. Let so, me uh, scramble your brains here a little and see if it jogs a memory. Um, so remember when they found that little little truck on the apple farm? Yes. And then they drive it in and they're calling a guy. He's like, you know, we're getting attacked by these people. He's like, all right, I'll meet you at the rendezvous. And Mm -hmm. he scurries on up to Ward and Coulson. And then May's behind him and goes with a throwing knife and stabs him in the back. Mm, I think he was, you know, a guy from like any other episodes. Well, he was he was very important. Um. He is, you know, Harold McGulligan. I'm almost positive that wasn't his name. We first, no, we first met him in episode four when he goes up to Sky and is like, "Hey, I know you beat me at that game of chess, but can we call that a mulligan?" And she goes, "Next time May sees you, she's gonna stab you in the back." And uh, and I'm Next. definitely not. I'm definitely not stalling as I'm searching Disney Plus for this episode of Agents of Shields so that I can go to this part where where she's shooting the guy and I can give you a confident answer. He's the guy from the beginning of the episode that set this whole thing in motion. Got you. Okay. They, must... he, he was like a police officer that was paid off by these people on the train. Okay. So maybe pay attention to the episode. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I can't believe you didn't know that because I'm gonna cut out all the other stuff that I made up, and it's gonna sound like I uh, I knew exactly what I was talking about. I'm an idiot. Um. All right. Let me tell you the fun facts about this episode. Tracks. Uh. Deathlock. What? Oh, it takes place on train tracks. This episode of Tracks takes place on a train track. That is why it's titled Tracks, but it also has periods as to allude that it's the name of a mission and not the name of the tracks themselves. That's what I I heard. Allegedly. Deathlock is the name of several cyber cyborg heroes in the Marvel Universe. None of them named Mike Peters. There is one named Michael something. I forgot what the name is. Uh, some fun facts about this episode, right? You want some, You are not fun facts. It's all connected. I already told you the fun facts. You want the connections or what? Yeah, draw me a line. All right. Coulson reveals that Emil Blonsky, also known as the Abomination, last seen in the Incredible Hulk, is imprisoned in the Cairo cell, the Cy- Cairo cell? The Cairo cell in Alaska. Cryo cell? I- Ky- Can you say it again? Cryo? Cryo. Cryo cell. That, that's, yeah, that's what I said. Yep, there's... Dude, it's a, it's a boot today. I don't know what happened. I went to the gym. I'm full of energy. I'm pumped. I made some yeah. chicken. I'm pumped. Have All some right. carbs. Own it down a bit. Oh, that's what... We're getting the sush after. Don't worry. Around when I start Ooh. getting to, like, the last episode, that that's when I'm going to start ordering my sushi on the stream. <laughs> so if you see my head down looking at a phone, just know I'm ordering sushi. Don't worry, we'll have a whole five-minute conversation on sushi at the end. Stay tuned for it. Oh, man. How sushi connected to the MCU? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) All right, episode 14, Tahiti. Sky is rushed 
to a shield medical facility, but the doctors are only able to stabilize her. Agents John Garrett and Agent Triplett arrive to take Quinn for questioning. Let me tell you, I don't trust this Garrett guy. Oh man, he seems like a nice guy. Seems like a kind of trustworthy. I mean, he knows Ward, so I don't. I can't. I don't see why I wouldn't trust him. You know what? Because you said that, I trust him now. He won't do anything to betray my trust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you just. Yeah, I don't think he will. Just like no. I don't think Bucky will come back to life. Yeah. No, Bucky's dead. Coulson refuses to turn Quinn over. Garrett decides to interrogate Quinn on the bus. Learning that the clairvoyant ordered Quinn to shoot Sky so they could learn about Coulson's resurrection. Fitz and Simmons, after looking over Coulson's files, realize that Coulson was revived at a place known as the Guest House, where Coulson, Ward, Garrett, and Fitz head for answers. Fitz finds the drug, while Coulson finds a room marked Tahiti, T A H I T I, where he finds the source of the drug. The upper half of a blue-skinned humanoid corpse. And Osias. Tahiti. Not a sponsor. Oh my god, I hate you. Everyone escapes the facility, which was rigged to explode. And despite Coulson's attempt to prevent Fitz from giving Sky the drug based on what he saw in the Tahiti room, Fitz gets the drug to Simmons in time to successfully save Sky. Thoughts on the alien? What did you think when you saw that an alien is what brought Coulson back to life? This is... Asgardian shit right here. <laughs> it's not an Asgardian though. It's blue. It's a blue guardian. Isn't I think that might be a hero. Is that that sounds like a hero's name? Let's let's look. Blue Guardian. Right. It, it is a hero. It saves Sky. Nope, it's a palette protector. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's blue chew. That could be a real hero for some people, not a sponsor. Um I do want to point out, though, it does save Sky, and she seems to heal from it pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Suspicious? I think so. It is possible. You know who else is a blue alien? A Smurf. Papa Smurf. Were you going to say Thanos? Thanos is purple, you colorblind purple, fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's why, uh, why I ended up going with your Papa Smurf theory there. I saw you start to form Thanos and my anger raged a little. <laughs> Alright, let me tell you the connections or the fun facts, I guess. Uh, wow, if we're already 30 minutes in, how did we get here? Uh, what we're is this? It's an episode right now. This is Tahiti. Tahiti doesn't have any fun facts, but let me tell you the connections. Oh, I have a fun fact. Oh yeah, tell me a fun fact about Tahiti. Um, well, it's not against, it's not about Tahiti, it's actually about the bus. Okay, okay. Um, so in a parallel Marvel universe, S.H.I.E.L.D. has a lot of accounting errors and go broke. Um, so the bus in a parallel universe is actually a yellow school bus. Interesting, interesting. That is plot possible because everything happens everywhere all at once or something like that. Yeah, yep. And uh, Coulson's actually aware of this, which is why he named the plane the bus in reference to the other universe. Oh, so do you think he saw the other universe when he was being injected with alien saliva? It's highly theorized. All right. Everything Jake said is a lie. So if you're looking for true facts, don't believe him. Only listen to me. I'll look it up. Um, you want you want your connections, though? You want your little connections? You want your connections? It really helps when you draw the lines. Okay. <laughs> uh, the alien Colson sees is a Kree alien, mm. which we will discuss more in Guardians of the Galaxy. Captain Marvel, and future seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, do they tell us it's a Kree anywhere in the first season? No. Did I decide to just divulge that information to you now because it felt like the right time? Yeah. Of course. Because I knew it was a Kree right away. If you look at that, that's pretty much how the Kree are designed in the MCU. It's pretty obviously a Kree. Yeah, well, they're blue dabu-dee-dabu-die, so... Dabu-dee-dabu-die, dabu-dee, Coulson's dead. Agent Triplett's grandfather is Gabe Jones, who fought alongside Captain America in the Howling Commandos. Sweet name. Triplett? Or the Howling Commandos? Yeah. Triplett's a pretty dope name, too, if we're being honest here. <laughs> it is. Sounds um, like a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Well, I think agent, when they call him Trip, it sounds more like a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Yeah. And in the end, tag, we meet Lorelai. And Asgardian. Not a good one. 
we we know Asgard from the film Thor. Oh and, yeah, we and the critically acclaimed film Thor: The Dark World. Yes, Thor two. All right, episode fifteen. Yes, men. There's a lot of people who say yes here. There are a lot of people who say yes. There's a guy who leaves his wife for Lorelai. Yep. There's also uh, a ward who leaves his May for Lorelai. And there's a uh, a biker who kills his wife for Lorelai, too. Does he kill his wife? I think he attempts murder. I don't know if he actually kills her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's the other dude who's just like straight up and leaves his new wife. And she's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> uh, the Asgardian Lorelai enslaves a biker gang and begins to form an army. While the team is summoned to investigate an energy reading from the Bifrost encountering Sif, who is seeking Lorelai. Did that make any sense? I feel like I said a lot of words and they didn't make any sense. I heard Sif, Bifrost, Lorelai, and Signal. And I think we can formulate what happens from those four words. All right. She explains that Lorelai escaped imprisonment during the attack of the Dark Elves. And to neutralize her power of controlling the minds of men, Sif must fit a special collar around her neck that prevents her from speaking. I've watched another video quite like this one time. It had a, it had a lot less armor in it. Where did you find this video so I know I can avoid it? Why, why would you avoid it? Oh, I just want to make sure I don't accidentally stumble across it, you know? Oh, okay, I can send you a link later so you can block it. Yeah, 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 yeah. do that, do that. <laughs> they, they fight Lorelai and her men, but Lorelai enchants Ward, and they commandeer the bus. Lorelai tells May that Ward loves someone else. Sif confronts Lorelai, while May fights Ward and fixes the collar to her neck. Undoing her enchantment. Sif returns Lorelai to Asgard, and May ends her relationship with Ward. Coulson tells Sky the origin of the drug used to revive them, and despite how disturbed Coulson is by the fact, Sky remains optimistic. He orders Sky to keep the origin of the drug a secret until Fur Fury gives them the truth. Unknown to them, May is monitoring their conversation and reporting to someone else. Yeah, this is when we uh, find out May might be a double agent. She's working for Hydra. Yes, we don't know. That that's the assumption, but we do not know yet. Why would we assume that Hydra doesn't exist? They haven't existed since the forties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. You don't cut off one of their heads and two grow back for sure. Cut off one head, two more shall grow. Yep. But yes, we also. I mean, this is our. This is the biggest tie-in I think we have from the show to the MCU. Yeah, kind of a, a backseat character. <laughs> we get we get Sif, who was appeared in Thor and Thor Two: The Dark World, the critically acclaimed film. Very good film. Um. So yeah, we get her are sitting alone on a Saturday night with nothing to do, and boy, you really just want to spice things up. Watch Thor: The Dark World. And then you may not have any more life to spice up. So let me tell you the fun facts of Yes Men. Lorelai is based off Marvel Comics' Lorelai, a sorceress from Asgard who once gave Thor a love potion to fall in love with her. All right, I actually have a lot of connections for this one, so believe it or not. Wow, that's crazy. Sith, Sith appears, and she is from Thor's <laughs> Warriors 3. <laughs> the Dark... Sith appears? The dark Sith appears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she refers to Coulson as Son of Coal, which is how Thor addressed Coulson. Son of Coal. Sith mentions Lorelai escaped prison during the Dark Elf attack, which we saw in the events of the critically acclaimed Thor the Dark World. Sitwell appears to talk to Coulson about the whereabouts of, the whereabouts of Fury, as he has seemingly gone off the grid. As we know, at this point in time, Fury is looking into the growing Hydra inside, inside S.H.I.E.L.D. This is when he's working on sending Black Widow to do her mission. He's investigating why there's so many weird crap going on. This is pretty much immediately before uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So right. Fury's We're a little, little busy. Yeah, a little. he's a busy guy. 
Yeah. Um. Also, Sitwell. Another appearance from Sitwell. One of the last. This episode introduces the motorcycle gang, Dogs of Hell, who we'll see again in the show Daredevil. Interesting. Okay. All right. Now, one of my favorite episodes of the season. Episode 16, the end of the beginning. Agents Garrett, Triplet, Hand, Sitwell, and Blake join the team in hunt of the clairvoyant. The agents pair up to pursue different candidates. While searching for Thomas Nash, May and Blake encounter Peterson slash Deathlock and tag him with a tracker. They soon converge on his new location, while Triplet and Simmons stay at the hub with Hand. The team finds Nash, a vegetative man on life support, who communicates through a computer. When Nash boasts about being the clairvoyant and says that Centipede will kill Skye, Ward kills him. Coulson and Skye soon realize that Nash was not the clairvoyant and that the clairvoyant is a high-ranking member of S.H.I.E.L.D. Coulson accuses Ward of working with clairvoyant and shooting Nash, but they are interrupted when Fitz discovers May's secret phone line. As Coulson and Skye stand off with May in the hangar, control of the bus is hijacked by the hub where Hand orders everyone on board to be killed. And, you know, it, this episode pretty much all but confirms that Stephen Hawking is uh, part of Hydra. I think it confirms that he's actually not part of Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> I think it actually is the opposite. It, it We find out that he's not the clairvoyant. Because he wasn't actually, he was just kind of passed out there while a computer was typing for him. Yeah. Fun facts for this episode. This episode was planned and released as a direct tie-in and lead-up to Captain America the Winter Soldier, airing one week prior to the film's release. This episode literally aired on Tuesday before the Friday of the movie releasing. That's some good timing right there. That was my favorite thing ever. I remember watching this and being like... Because it, it literally... um, Actually, is that my other fun factor? Is that... Yes, this is, so part of my connections is when it originally aired... The episode ended with a clip of Nick Fury escaping the police in D.C. Oh, a little, uh, little teaser. They don't actually have that included with the episode on Disney Plus for some reason, but when it originally aired on TV, that was like the end cutscene. Like, hey, get off your couch and get out to the box offices. Yeah, they literally said, go see Captain America or you won't be able to watch the next episode. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Also, end of the beginning? Okay. So, my other connections for end of the beginning. Agent Blake appears. He originally appeared in Marvel One-Shot, item 47, that at some point we'll talk about. (laughs) It's the short that aired after, or that takes place right after the events of Avengers that I keep meaning to include into this at some point, but we keep forgetting to talk about it. It kind of got thrown off in the air, but Blake basically, you know what? Let me tell you all about it right now. Blake hires two agents uh, at the behest of Sitwell or no. Blake and Sitwell get, you know, what? we'll talk about it later. Uh, <laughs> Blake and Sitwell do something. They capture two people who have uh, uh, Chitari tech and then they hire these people to work for them and you kind of watching it back. You kind of see how they're both Hydra agents. Uh, I think it was originally planned as like the pilot for agents of shield, to be honest with you. Oh, probably. Yeah. So other fun facts. Sitwell appears and instead of joining the mission at hand is called back to shield to board the Lumerian star, which is where we find him in winter soldier. He goes, bye-bye. Everyone else is fine to do what they're doing, but he he must be on that boat. Direct yes. orders. Direct orders. I wonder where he got those orders from. <laughs> uh, this episode takes place alongside the beginning events of Captain America the Winter Soldier. And that's it. The last one is the one I said at the beginning, so I should have said and. That was the last one. My bad. Um, <laughs> episode 17. What's the name of it, Jake? Uh, it was the one with three words that were exactly the same. Run, 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 turn, turn, turn. Oh my god, you got it. It's turn, turn, turn. Woo-wee. I can't, I honestly can't believe you got it. I was ready to fail you right there and then. <laughs> that was the quiz. All right. Well, there's no quiz for this. I chose not to make a quiz as I didn't last week. Um, 
These are just fair game for the exam, though. <laughs> All right. Garrett's jet is attacked by shield drones after the bus is hijacked and he rejoins the team at the hub. Simmons and triplet begin working together to secretly upload Simmons's research on sky's blood only for a hydra assault on all shield facilities to force them into hiding. Coulson locks Bay in the interrogation room with ward still believing she is the traitor. Sky discovers a secret code in a signal on shields network that she deciphers to reveal hydra's inf infiltration. When the bus arrives at the hub, the group splits into teams to capture Hand. However, Hand reveals that she is not a member of Hydra but believes that Coulson is, and recruits Triplet and Simmons to aid her in stopping them. Garrett accidentally discloses information that reveals himself as the true clairvoyant. It is captured by Col- Wait, hold on a second. Col uh, Garrett is the clairvoyant? What? I thought he wouldn't what? betray us. He, he promised. <laughs> he said he was good. He said he wouldn't betray me, even when I specifically asked him not to. I'm so confused because Ward really trusts him. Yeah. I'm confused. Ward, Ward must be absolutely devastated. I bet. And Triplet. I bet Triplet's pretty devastated, too. Has to be. All right. Uh, clever. And is captured by Coulson and May. Ward accompanies Hand to the fridge so he can see to Garrett's imprisonment personally, but surely reveals his own allegiance to Hydra by killing Hand and freeing Garrett! What? What? Ward? No! He My friend. Good guys. He was, he was a main character. Do you know how betrayed I felt watching this for the first time? Did you expect Ward to be evil? No. <laughs> Did he have some red flags? Yes, Maybe. absolutely. But... Could have that could that have been a potential part of the job? Yeah, sure, he's trained to work alone. No, I really I like did not see that coming at all that he was a Hydra agent. Good writing right there. It was a it was a good twist. Um, yeah. Now let me ask you this: mm -hmm. Hand was not part of Hydra, right? No, she she was Shield. Okay, because, like, I was pretty sus of her, and I think that's how they, like, intended to, like, really throw you off the set of Ward. Right, and so at the, at the end, they were really trying to get you to think that she was the evil one, who, and that's why they were after Garrett and Coulson, because they thought Garrett and Coulson were Hydra. Yeah, um, she could have done a better job convincing us that she wasn't Hydra. Um, was I convinced? Listen, it's hard to tell. She didn't die, though, because... No one dies in the MCU. No, she, so. she, she actually did. Uh, I think uh, Ward put a bullet right through her face. So it's not confirmed. This episode takes place during the during and after the events of Captain America: The Winter Soldier. The message sent about Hydra's takeover was sent in Captain America: Civil or sorry, Captain America: Winter Soldier. It, they sent they sent that out when uh, Captain America breaks onto the Triskelion to destroy the heli carriers. Oh, uh, yeah. Hill sends out a distress signal. Yes, I remember that now. We learn Garrett and Ward are part of Hydra. I guess they're the two heads that grew. I also forgot to start with the fun facts, uh, to which there is one. The creators knew the show would have to embrace Winter Soldier's plot and created Ward's betrayal to keep the plot personal to the show's cast and show what, what's at stake for the team. So they always intended Ward to be uh, to be evil, and the actor who plays Ward found out for the first time when they were filming the Sif episode, the one with the uh, Asgardian lady, and he his mind was blown. Because <laughs> they were like telling him he, that he has to kind of play that uh, a little more evil, since he was basically evil in that episode, and that it would seem natural to him to be evil because he's going to end up being a Hydra agent. <laughs> oh, and he's, he, now he's thinking about how he just bought a nice condo and he has payments on it for the next 30 years and he might get cut from season after season one. He's like, so I'm just a season one character? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Ward overstays his welcome. Don't worry about it. Oh, I'm sure. He uh he's that character in every show's second season that the writers don't know what to do with. Yeah. Episode 
18. What is this one's name, Jacob? That I don't know. It's called Providence. Providence. Oh, yes. That's when they go to the the, the secret base in the Arctic. Yes. Ward frees Reyna and introduces Garrett to her as the clairvoyant. Though disappointed that he is not actually clairvoyant, she agrees to try to replicate the guest house drug. Colonel Glenn Talbot sends a military team to the hub, so Coulson leaves with the team and Triplet, ordering Sky to erase all their identities, including Ward's. Coulson discovers a message with coordinates in the Canadian wilderness where they discover the hidden shield base Providence, run by Agent Eric Koenig. Coulson learns from Koenig that Fury is alive, but is told to keep the information secret. He also learns from May that Fury did not oversee the Tahiti project. Warden Garrett infiltrates the fridge, freeing its prisoners and stealing weapons, including the Berserker staff, the 084 from Peru, and the Gravitonium. Reyna informs Garrett that the hard drive containing all of Sky and Simmons' research is locked and only Sky can access it, prompting Garrett to send Ward to Providence. And then he gets there, he's like, you know, he has to get his badge, and let's say... You're skipping ahead to the next episode. Is that the next episode? Yeah. Okay. Continue. Uh, I haven't seen uh, it yet. I think this is the episode where we find out that Coulson was actually the uh, lead on the Tahiti project. thought that was the next one, too. Uh, No, because he said he finds out from... May maybe it is the next episode, but he finds out for yeah, May no, that he finds out that like Fury wasn't in charge of it. I see, I see. Like an episode or two later, he finds out. I think it's even like episode twenty. Yeah, I think it's nothing personal actually. Now that I'm, yeah, I'm reading, where... now that I'm reading exactly those words in the the paragraph here, uh, yeah, okay. it's episode twenty. <laughs> okay, but, uh, I'm right. You're always wrong. Get out of here. And he, and because you angered me, here's my fun facts for Providence. I don't have any. Um, oh. My connections for Providence. Eric informs Coulson that Fury is alive. As we yeah. learned in the events of Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And as we've learned from knowing the MCU and the fact that nobody dies. And died. Well... Wait, wait till next year on Disney Plus when we get to watch Hand, an origin of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> no, the show's going to be called Fists of Fury and Hand teams up with Agent Fury. Hands of Fury. You need a hand to make a fist. Exactly. All right. Episode 19 titled The Only Light in the Darkness. I was waiting for you to oh. answer, but you didn't know. Koenig. Wait on your answer. <laughs> Koenig. Ko- Koen. What is his name? Fucking Koenig. Koenig? Koenig. Subjects Coulson's team to a fucking uh, Pat, uh, Pat, Pat and Oswald. Subjects Coulson's team to a rigorous lie detector test, which Ward narrowly beats to maintain his cover. Coulson takes Fitz, Simmons, and Triplet to stop Marcus Daniels, a superhuman and former fridge inmate possessing the Dark Force, who is obsessed with cellist Audrey Nathan. Who is Coulson's, Coulson's former lady. love interest. Yep. After rescuing Audrey, they devise a plan to lure out Daniels. The group overloads him with energy, causing him to explode. Coulson briefly comforts Audrey before withdrawing, as he plans on telling her he is alive some other day. Meanwhile, May leaves the team, tired of Coulson not trusting her. Sky and Cohen, Sky and Pat Oswalt hack the NSA to get eyes on the Hydro attack at the fridge, forcing Ward to, mor- to murder Koenig, to murder Pat Oswalt to prevent discovery. Sky Koenig, finds, I think Koenig. I don't think that's right. Something sounds wrong. Sky finds Pat Oswald's body and realizes that Ward is with Hydra. In order to avoid suspicion by Ward, Sky joins him as they steal the bus before Coulson and the others return to Providence. Later, May is picked up by her mother in Ontario, Canada, who helps her look for Maria Hill. Who they find? Maria Hill. Yes, they find her. Robin. Do I have fun facts for Light in the Darkness? I do. In the comics, Marcus Daniels was a laboratory assistant to Abner Croy, who bombarded Daniels with the Dark Force. Daniels become, became charged with its energy and learned he could project it from his body as a quasi-solid blackness. And my little connections for you? Audrey 
is the cellist that Coulson discusses with Pepper and later Tony in the Avengers movie. Do you remember? He said he was seeing a cellist. Yep, I do remember and, that. And then Tony was like, well, you could take this cellist to this local island of mine. And he uh, met her by actually saving her the first time from that guy. Exactly. Which probably took place right around the beginning, uh, right before the Avengers, about a year before the Avengers. Yeah, probably. Um, probably with along the lines of when he first met Iron Man. Anyway, yeah. or no, would be actually probably right after Fury's big week. Yeah, it's highly theorized it's after Fury's <laughs> big week. All right, let's get through these last couple episodes because we are already almost at an hour, my friend. Woo! All right. Uh, nothing personal. Episode 20. Fitz finds a message left by Sky informing them that Ward is a member of Hydra. Hill and a special forces team led by Talbot arrive at Providence where Hill tries to convince Coulson's team to surrender themselves. However, upon hearing of Ward's betrayal, Hill decides to aid the team directly in their hunt because she is the one who recruited Ward. Yeah, she uh, she feels guilty for just letting Ward trick her like that. Ward tricked a lot of people. He tricked me. The directors tricked him. <laughs> That's how he played it so convincingly. He had no idea. Yeah. Uh, Sky leads Ward to the diner where she met Peterson and secretly tips off the police. She reveals that she knows his secret and escapes while he fights the police. But she is captured by Deathlock. As Ward tries to fly the bus away, he is confronted by Hill and Triplet, who stall long enough for Coulson to sneak on board. Coulson frees Sky and they escape. The team retreats to a hotel where Sky reveals she left a trap in the hard drive. Hill departs for DC while May returns and shows Coulson the contents of a flash drive she recovered from his false grave. This file is a video of Coulson himself, who was apparently the head of Project Tahiti, informing Fury that Project must be shut down due to its horrific side effects. So this oh, is the episode. This is the episode that I mentioned earlier, where we're going to find out that um, May tells Coulson that he is the head of the Tahiti project. I was yeah. just alluding to this earlier because it kind of was mentioned. Uh, I knew it happened in this episode the entire time. You would never get something wrong like that. Oh, never. Me? Never. But yeah, this is also the episode that we get a good a chunk of Hill, also known as Robin Trubotsky. Um, I may have hidden a very fun detail in the Captain America episode that I'll show you later. Okay. <laughs> um, and let me tell you about my fun facts for this episode, of course. That's what we do here at Marvel Cinematic University. We teach. Uh, so this episode was called Nothing Personal. General Talbot, in the comics, works directly under General Ross. You remember, might remember him from your favorite movie, The Incredible Hulk. That guy stinks. And uh, General Talbot attempts to hunt down the Hulk in the comics. For my little connection connections. Uh, wait, there it is. Nothing personal. Hill is seen leaving a meeting with Congress about the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. and is talking to Pepper Potts on the phone. Pepper Potts, also known as Tony Stark's girlfriend. Also known as Tony Stark's future baby mama. <laughs> Hill mentions multiple times she is now working for Stark, which we see at the end of the events of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yes, and we find out she mentions it again at the end, and uh, or during this episode, I think, ask Coulson. Yeah, she asked Coulson to join Stark. Yeah, or, well, but, no, she says, like, Stark would hire you in a second. Just, oh, yeah. like, on S.H.I.E.L.D. Um... But we can't have that because then the show would have to be titled Agents of Iron Man, and we wouldn't want that because that would sell a lot. Yeah, no, can't have can't have absurd profits like that. <laughs> um, this episode features the first mention of Man-Thing in the MCU, though we did see his wife in Iron Man 3. Man-Thing? Yeah, uh, Hill says that they had Man-Thing in captivity when she's talking to oh, Pepper. Okay. Yeah. We will meet Man-Thing way, 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 way in the future. How far in the future? Uh, Well, seeing as this, the we were first introduced to Man-Thing in 2022, probably quite some time. So way in the future. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Episode 21. Ragtag. Ragtag team of shield agents here. They're they're going to give them the old razzle dazzle. This is the episode that I started reading a little bit earlier when I like jumped down to the bottom somehow. Uh, in flashbacks, a teenage ward is seen in juvenile detention where he first meets Garrett and accepts his offer to join his organization. Over the years, Garrett trains Ward and eventually tells him about Hydra. In the present, Coulson and May infiltrate Cybertech, who they realize is connected to Centipede and Hydra, and learn that Garrett was the first Deathlock. His implants are failing and he needs the guesthouse drug to survive. The team travels to Havana, Cuba, Finding the recently abandoned Hydra base and Fitz and Simmons find the captured bus. The latter are caught by Ward and taken aboard the bus, which departs. Fitz Fitz disables Garrett's implants with an EMP and the dying Garrett orders Ward to kill them. After the two agents lock themselves in the bus's infirmary, Ward ejects them into the ocean and says goodbye forever. Raina injects Garrett with her synthesized guesthouse drug. Initially, it seems to cause an extremist reaction, but Garrett recovers. You know, you might remember Extremis from Iron Man 3. Quinn attempts to sell Deathlock soldiers to the military and invites them to tour Cybertech's facility. So, at this part, I wasn't sure if, like, Reyna was, uh, she was, like, just put it in in them to kill them kind of deal, you know? Yeah, she wasn't. Um, turns out, this is where it kind of confirms she actually is working with him and for him. I wasn't sure after like she found out that he wasn't the clairvoyant if she was just, you know, gonna go, you know, give him the old guest. Razzle house. dazzle. You know, really razzle dazzle his his innards. Well no, because she does like she still sees that he's a cyborg now and she's like, you can be more. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can rebuild. We can build him rebuild him. We have the technology. Uh, hold on one second here. This might be the part of the episode where I'm ordering my sushi. Let me, uh, what are we getting over there? Oh, we're getting... you got some Rangoons. Uh, you know I got the Rangoons. I also got a Philadelphia roll, a spicy crab meat roll, and a salmon roll. Let me challenge you to get a fourth here. Um... I can't afford it. <laughs> I'd be a fool if I uh, said I haven't run into that situation ordering six to seven for myself before. Place order. All right, perfect. We got 15 minutes to wrap this shit up. Uh, let me just make sure they confirm my order. They confirmed my order. Okay. Uh, where were we? Episode. Did I read the anything you fun didn't from? Fun facts, or it's all connected. All right, fun facts. I've got none. Connections. Uh- I've got one. The team uses tech from the Howling Commandos team early and early SSR. And this is where Phil Coulson sees the Commandos, Howling Commandos tech. is like, oh my god! Yeah, he's like, this is the best day ever! <laughs> the, the only thing that could make this better if S.H.I.E.L.D. was still alive. Uh, so yeah, so episode number 22, the final episode of season 1, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1. I feel like I should add something else to the end of that. What? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) At Cybertech, Quinn begins his presentation to U.S. military officials only for Garrett to interrupt and kill one of them. Evading the centipede soldiers, Coulson and his team attack the Cybertech facility, with Quinn and Reyna escaping with the Gravitonium. Sky saving Ace, May defeating Ward, and Coulson confronting Garrett. Fury, Agent Nicholas J. Fury, rescues Fitz and Simmons, though Fitz is barely alive before joining with Coulson to face Garrett, who is ultimately dispatched by Peterson when he learns that Skye has saved Ace. Peterson, unable to face his son, goes off on his own to redeem himself. Agent Nicholas J. Fury expresses his respect for Coulson, who he sees as an inve- <coughs> who he sees as an Avenger, and appoints him as the new director of Shield leading the team to a secret base run by Agent Patton Oswald's brother, Billy. Raina delivers a photo of Skye to a mysterious man, telling him she has found his daughter. Later, Coulson awakens in the middle of the night and begins exhibiting signs of the same enhanced med- 
mental capacities and fixations that Garrett experienced, compulsively carving strange symbols into the wall, which we'll learn about in season two. Okay, um, so let me run this by you here. Um, my poor boy Fitz, right? Oh, your poor boy Fitz. Buddy's so far. He might as well be deeper in the friend zone than they were in the ocean. Basically just, said... Just hold I, on. Hold on. Before you continue that, I just need to say, just wait for season two. It gets so much worse. I mean, my guys, like, I love you, and I'm going to choose to die over save your life. Like, Simmons really only is like, all right, let me, like, kiss you on the cheek and forehead a couple times. Like... <laughs> Simmons is like, I see you as a brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like... She said that. I was like, oof, I'm my boy. She She's like, thanks, pal, and opens the door so they can both be suffocated by water. <laughs> thanks, buddy. <laughs> There's a reason he wanted to die in that moment. He's really mad he didn't die. No one's more upset they live than uh, Fitz right now. Um, Ima- imagine being put in the friend zone and then immediately not dying. Imagine being about to die, you confess your feelings, knowing that she's going to live, and she, she can't even, like, give you a proper kiss. A, a, a real quickie before the water comes in? Yeah, like, what are we doing here? Well, they were conserving air, to be fair. Okay. But, like, you know, oh, I felt, I was like, come on, like, the dude's well, killing himself for you, literally, and, uh, you know, maybe give him a spoon. Don't worry, because we have six more seasons to maybe see what happens with them in the future. Oh, this is... This is far from over, Jake. This is just season one of seven. We'll get back to Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a couple of weeks. Um, But now, for next week... Actually, do you have any final thoughts about this last season of Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, wait, I didn't do... Oh, um, (laughs) there was that part at the end where uh, Garrett, like, puts on the armor because he, like, survives or something. Mm -hmm. He's like, always cut off the head and then Coulson walks in blast him he's like told you it was in here guys <laughs> yeah that was funny I was like I was like oh wait I don't remember him surviving does he come back for season two and then Coulson just shoots him I go oh right 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 <laughs> is that also is that gun that Coulson uh and this might be in the it's all connected part um is that gun that Coulson shoots the gun from the first Avengers. My one connection for this episode is Fury gives Coulson the gun he attempted to use in Avengers before Loki killed him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why he goes. I know what this does. <laughs> because in the in the, the Avengers, he says, "I kind of want to see what this does." <laughs> so yes, it it's the it's the exact same gun, and it's it was a very satisfying end. Yes, it was a great ending. Um, but yeah, that that pretty much wraps up season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So your homework for next week, Jacob, is to get drunk with your pal, the professor, for a supplementary episode we're going to call Watching Guardians of the Galaxy. Very, 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 very hammered. It's an old tradition, like Christmas or seeing your uncle on the weekend. Or Groundhog Day. Ah, uh, well. It's almost Groundhog Day again. It's not. It could be. This episode. You don't know when this episode is going to be released. I could release it on February first, twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. Fuck. What's next year? <laughs> uh, well, it's uh, year thirty. Um, <laughs> and then the real the real homework after that is to just watch Guardians of the Galaxy, and we're going to talk about it next week. <laughs> But then we'll we'll have a supplementary episode where we're watching it together and you can watch along, watch us get drunk and watch uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's it. If you hear that, that's the bell. That's the end of the episode. Make sure you follow us at our Instagram and uh, Twitter, MCU University 101 and Marvel Cinematic University pod, respectively. Uh, you could also you could also follow us on our own Instagram and Twitters, AJ Slabs and Juicy Snake 12. And, and uh yeah this has been marvel cinematic university we will see you next week for guardians of the galaxy cheers <laughs>